0: Ready?
1: Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast. This is episode 12-8. Numbers are weird. Podcast World 12, level 8. Um, and we're your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pranel. And I want to thank you for downloading and listening to our little podcast uh, where we listen to great video game music every week.
0: It's like an enjoyable endeavor, and it only makes it more enjoyable by the fact that people also listen and actually have fun listening to the show because we're just a pair
1: of clowns who enjoy great jams. That's, that's right. As um, weird as that is. So thanks, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Uh, my name is Rob Nichols. What? Did that, what <laughs> no! What is Stop! <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Daylight Savings is still borking me a week later. I, I need no (laughs) i can't have that um so we're gonna dive right into it this week we have special guests we have musicians part of the collective the massive metal video game heavy metal collective viking guitar live with us um we have eric and dan um from the show thanks thanks for joining us guys hey how's it going thank you it's going
0: pretty good going pretty good um Just want to outright say initially, thank you for agreeing to come on to the show, because both Rob and most likely listeners would know that uh, Viking Guitar has been on my awesome bubble for a while now. (laughs) So it was pretty cool, like one, that you guys end up showing up to MAG. So I was really hoping for that. And I was like, the fact that I walked up to you like a weird groupie dude at the side of the stage. Like, hey, pardon me, <laughs> hey, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can see
1: my hands. Everything's cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you want to come on in my podcast with
1: me? Yeah, if you could maybe, um, your your reaction to uh, Purnell kind of fanboying up to you on stage, how, 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 how do you feel about that?
2: Oh, well, you know, I mean, it's just another day in the life, but uh, (laughs) no, it's, uh, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's great. It, um, you know, we, uh, we don't get to play with the full band that frequently. And, um, you know, it it seems like when we do, there's, you know, sometimes at least one or two people that, uh, you know, want to come up and talk and it's, it's great every time. Um, you know, we, we live in our own little worlds of, wondering how successful or not successful we are with yeah. this stuff. But any yeah. time we we get the impression that we actually, you know, made some sort of connection with someone, it, it feels good, man. It feels real good.
0: Well, I'm glad to hear that then because as the person that is coming up to the stage, you also feel like you're kind of intruding on the zone, as it were. So <laughs> yeah.
2: it's
0: kind of nice to know that it's kind of a give and take. Like basically don't be a jerk when you walk up and conversation could happen. That's right.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, Dan's usually the uh, the mouthpiece of the band and does uh-huh. all of the the fan outreach and talks to everyone and all that stuff. So Yeah,
3: I'll say this that uh, one good way to help approach a band after a show is to offer to help carry stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm sure was <Ooh>. because <laughs> <your reference. laughs> <laughs> I missed my trip to the gym. So
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh, sorry. My 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 back is a problem. Uh,
3: Anybody who wants to carry stuff is my instant best friend.
1: <laughs> nice. poor Rob's like well, my, 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 what do you know my back went out if you could just let me walk
0: alongside the suitcase
1: that'd be enjoyable <laughs> so um can you to maybe give me a uh, quick little quick little story or a quick little overview of how you guys got into into video game music and into into playing video game music um arrangements and then we'll then we'll get into listening to some music
2: yeah sure well um Dan's uh Dan's actually a longer veteran of this uh scene than I am I um kind of you know i've been playing guitar and metal bands for years and got into home recording and uh kind of started the viking guitar thing as a as a way of uh, shaking some rust off after i had taken a break and wanted to get my recording chops and guitar chops back up and uh started posting stuff online and people started digging it and then uh after doing that for a few years i got a band together and we've uh played some shows and Dan um, Dan wasn't uh, part of the absolute initial lineup, but he's been with us for a couple years now and um, has uh, a, a wide, girthy list of accomplishments of his own. So what do you think, Dan?
3: I could almost hear you doing air quotes there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: wide, girthy achievements.
2: Um, <clears throat> oh, around that word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, so I, I guess I've been playing bass for um, a number of decades, and uh, I started playing uh, video game music with uh, Grant Henry's Damage um, and uh, Metroid Metal. Um, that was a long time ago, too. Uh, but then, yeah, I've kind of played around a lot of different internet bands since then, and i uh, wound up here I always like playing live it used to be what I always would do but uh, it doesn't happen as much anymore as, as it used to and mm-hmm. I don't play locally anymore I only no. play uh, on the internet what, what's what's <laughs> I, honestly
1: I don't know what, what's local for you
3: oh I'm in Asheville North Carolina oh uh, okay oh nice
1: local you're on the coast nice We're on our coast, is what I mean. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I
3: don't know. I'm on on the other coast.
2: I'm in Santa Cruz, California, so Dan and I are about as far away as we can be and still be in the same country.
0: (laughs) But at the same time, you're in a great, great place for fun, sun, and taxes.
2: Oh, God. Yeah, I was was on a walk (laughs) yesterday, and uh, I saw a nice little little townhouse uh three bedroom but small sharing walls on two sides going for the extremely affordable price of drum roll two
0: thousand eight hundred and ninety five dollars a month oh how much how much for a spot under
2: the couch yeah i know right (laughs) i'll
1: take that action well, I think the, uh, the distance probably um, holds your relationship together, but I think we're going to test that throughout the helps. Uh, <laughs> it helps, it helps show. so much.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so we're, we're going to kick things off with one of your picks. And, and if you don't mind, um, I'd like to choose it. If that's all right with you guys, sure.
2: All yeah, right. you're the, you're the boss. We're just here to talk.
1: All right. Um. Well, I'm gonna one that you threw our way. I'm gonna play is from Zombies Ate My Neighbors for the Snes. Hey!
2: Like <laughs> yes. these. Yes.
1: I just realized something before we even choose the track. We never even said what the topic. What? We got so excited. Oh, we got so excited <laughs> we <didn't> even <laughs> talk about the topic. This is a topic we normally reserve for Halloween, but it seems appropriate with a heavy metal group to play some heavy metal horror tunes, like like or music from horror games. Yes. And honestly, we couldn't have had a better start (laughs)
0: than this Zombies
1: Ate My Neighbors. Zombies Ate My Neighbors for the SNES. And this is the stage theme Weird Kids on the Block. Mm. All right, here we go. You're listening to "Zombies Ate My Neighbors" for the Super Nintendo. This is stage theme "Weird Kids on the Block," composed by Joe McDermott. Um, chosen by um, Eric or, or Dan or one of you guys.
2: Um, <laughs> that was mine. It was yours. It oh,
1: it's a great pick. This this game is fantastic, and that um, this the, I feel like the soundtrack is so successful in creating that kind of classic horror movie vibe within the game. Um, can you tell us a little something about the about the music? Maybe um, what drew you to it?
2: Yeah, well, um, you know, I uh, I enjoy horror games, um, but it, it kind of is a function of just the the larger world of horror media and fiction and all that stuff. And uh, this was a game I played a a lot of as a kid. Um, never beat it because it's very difficult. Mm, um, but uh, the whole vibe it, it it really walks the line between you know being as campy as it wants to be, but also like totally being a, a loving homage to all of the source stuff, and that that extends to the music as well. And, mm. uh, well, you know, while we were listening to it, I mentioned it, it's got a real John Carpenter feel to it, which um, I think is great, because this game came out in, what, like, 94? And, um, you yeah. know today in 2018 and for the past few years you know we've been seeing this resurgence in um the you know 80s synthwave stuff and carpenter is one of the main influencers on a lot of these new bands that are doing so well and it's you know 94 was a bit of a dip in his popularity so it's it's kind of cool to see this game from back then Mm -hmm. already just you know being so in love with his music before it had like you know come back into the realm of it being retro and cool and stuff but uh yeah, just great tune, um, really sets the mood for the game, and uh, yeah, fun be. game. Yeah.
0: I can definitely say that uh, Zombies hit My Neighbors was, is, and probably will continue to be in my top three co-op games of all time. Uh, wow. It's just, it's so freaking good. I mean, you take the the concept of stealing the last piece of turkey from the drum, <laughs> and you slap it in Zombies hit My Neighbors, where you got... You can steal the keys, you can steal health kits, you can steal... Power. Yeah. Everything can be stolen. <laughs> you can scroll guys off the screen so that the wolfman gets them, but they can't get away. There's a lot of stuff going on in this game. Though, <laughs> now that you put pulled a track from the game, I'm going to ask both of you, um, who would you consider to be your most terrifying monster that exists within the game? Oh, in this game? Yes, because there's a lot of them.
1: Yeah.
2: There there are a lot. I, uh, I don't know. I mean... Um, from a from a visual standpoint, a lot of them are really cool and terrifying. The uh, the I probably pick the Wolfman um, from both uh, visual and actual menace factor because they're they're quick and they're just violent and they look awesome. And mm-hmm. by the time they first show up, you're more than a few levels in, if I remember correctly. And they will just wreck you if you're not ready.
0: Yes, they will. It is especially funny that they they originally torst. And <laughs> they transform yeah. into the wolf man. What's well, tough, right? The game
1: yeah. starts at, for, for my recollection. The, the game starts like super difficult, like I where it, it doesn't it doesn't start easy by any means. So like, if you're a few levels in, like it's already like really ramping up in difficulty. It's
0: weird. So yeah. Like I would say it definitely does this. Like stage one through maybe four, it's like, hey, here's some. Cool monsters, shoot some zombies, and collect some gear. And then stage five was like, here's here's Jason, a lot of Jason, <laughs> yeah. and a hedge maze. And it's freaking it's supposed to can a be game, but that level is legitimately scary the first time oh, you yeah. play it. Oh god! In fact, any level where Jason shows up is terrifying. But how about you, Dan? Uh, I'll
3: I'll agree with Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, whatever whatever Eric says is fine. You're- you're like um, that
1: guy on the Price is Right who vote who, who puts in like one, Wolf, man,
3: one penny, one of uh, one. <laughs> 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 Wolfman plus one no, that, that, Um, all right, here I, I'm. i gonna ruin my street cred. Uh, I haven't actually played that game. No, that's all right. There's no
0: street cred issues here, yeah. man. You know how many tracks we pick from games where it's like I don't know. It involves a duck or something. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't have
3: any video games when I was a kid. I was. uh... I I, I grew up really super poor and I didn't start playing video games until I was in my 40s. I got to say, though,
0: it's one thing to be said when like I've come across a lot of people who play video games and if you bring up the topic of classics, they'll kind of have this kind of shy away take of, you know, I didn't get to play games till later. But one, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. I mean, all that matters is that you play them and you enjoy them. But in addition to that, it also kind of adds a bit of nice um, perspective in regards to like how we're talking about zombies at my neighbors, and if yeah. you
1: ever played it today, you'd come at it without the nostalgia goggles on. You'd come at it as a new entrant. Yeah, there's like a shared nostalgia, especially like within this kind of like scene, like this kind of sub scene of classic video games, that not everyone shares. And if people don't share that, it's often like people go, "Oh, well, you don't know this or that." But like, so what? What 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 brought you into into this? Like, were you maybe like playing more modern games, or maybe you're going back to some of the classics?
3: I'm sorry, I'm lying. Um... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I I have had so much trouble not laughing the last like four minutes. I'm like taking you I'm so, not so lying seriously. About the part where I haven't played that game. Oh, okay. uh, that was one that, that I that I missed on the Super Nintendo. Um, <clears throat> so that's that's true. But no, I'm actually uh. They came from way back, so I was trying. Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll try, try to see, yeah me, you guys called me, and I, I have nothing, so I feel <laughs> like I'm in, I'm in high school again, and I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> I have
0: something better to be like. I've never played games than to be like, you know, I've played Lost, just not this
1: one. That's so
2: funny. That's
0: hilarious.
2: Let me just just mention something here. If we were doing this through video or in person... We would know right away. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. No. You totally wouldn't because (laughs) Dan is the most straight-faced guy I have ever met. And I... I really enjoy deadpan humor okay, that well. lies about things for no purpose. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm pretty attuned to it. But Dan still gets me frequently, even when we're in person. Oh, so,
3: I love
2: it. yeah, for you guys and for anyone listening, I mean, anytime he says something, just flip a coin. You know, I mean, that. <laughs>
3: I, who knows? I, 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 I apologize. Okay. I did not expect you guys to fight oh, that no. But then again, you know what? There's no reason why you shouldn't believe me. because <laughs> well, now. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why would somebody come on a podcast and just straight up lie about something? Well,
1: I, I listened to another <laughs> podcast I'll called "That Guy" on <laughs> another conversation on a show called "The Retro They had um, a woman come on who collects like the the games that were geared towards young girls growing up, and she, and she brought up such a strong like a, a point that a lot of people don't think about that in the '80s and early '90s. Actually, and still even today, games are primarily marketed to men and to, and to young boys and so girls who got into video gaming at the same time don't have that shared memory you know they maybe they remember playing video games but they don't like remember playing the same games you know and, and it's completely different and they can be left out or, or isolated from from these groups and so i, I, I was trying to be sensitive and we <laughs> took advantage of that. And I'm okay, going to remember well, this for the rest of the
3: day. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you a story then that's kind of related. Um, I, I have a little sister, and she, uh, when we were growing up at an Atari 2600. Yeah. And uh, she would sometimes want to play, but usually not. Um, usually that was a thing that my brother and I did. Um, but uh, her involvement with my Atari 2600 was um, one day she decided to play... Uh, yard sale, and oh. <laughs> sold my Atari 2600 and tens of games uh, to some enterprising young man down the street for $5.
0: Is that a still your oh. favorite game to date? Like, what's your favorite video game?
3: Yard sale. I, oh, uh, sure. I got I, got, I got gained. I'm the one that got gamed on that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so that
3: was, what, 30 some odd years ago, and I'm still really not over it.
0: Nor should you be. Nor no, should no. you be. Oh, man, I miss my Atari so much. <laughs> Are you still plotting revenge even today? She'll be like 52 huh? uh, years I'm, old. And you're like, I got you.
3: <laughs> I'm plotting Yar's revenge. Oh, oh Yar! I like, I like.
0: Good Good. Good pun there. I do want to mention before we move on, though, because I, I was like, what if I forget? But like, the, the, actually, before I even asked, like, Rob never answered the question either. You, well, uh, you play Zombies, David Cameron. I played
1: it once last year. Oh, mercy. Yeah.
0: Probably, well, even still, do you, can you recall a favorite monster?
1: No, that? I remember dying a lot.
3: Well, that's your favorite
0: monster, <laughs> death.
1: <laughs> I remember the
0: cheerleaders. I, I'm funny. going to
3: go and play that game immediately after uh, uh, we're, we're finished be here. Be
1: careful, <laughs> man. You might not go to bed tonight if you do. I remember being really impressed by the, um, by the artwork and by the animation.
0: I think I'll say that my scariest monster to this date from the game for all that's in there is the Tremor. Tremors in that game uh, just inspire fear. What was the worm, worm thing, tremors. Yeah, right she
3: hasn't really spoiling this for me.
0: No, we're not, because I'm not <laughs> going
2: to tell you how they react. You're just going to, just going to, you know, soil your knickers when you get there, That's all. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Dan, I'm, I'm sorry, but there are monsters in this game,
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and they may or may not
1: consume your neighbors and friends. Right. Well, I'm going to jump into our next track where you play as the monster. This is for the Sega Genesis, and it's called Decap Attack where you're like a mummy, <laughs> I think, and you throw your head at yeah. the enemies. Chuck D-Head. Chuck D-Head. And this has got a great soundtrack um, with, uh, composed by Fumito, Tamayama and Hiroto Kano. This is the bonus stage music. It's a little short, but it is funky. So this is Decap Attack for the Sega Genesis. Yeah. Now, you like that one?
3: Oh, I'm so crazy. Uh, Sega Genesis, you say, huh? Yeah, yeah. right.
1: <laughs> this is the, uh, the bonus stage or decap attack for the Sega Genesis, composed by Fumito Tamiyama and Hiroto Kano. And I, I love the sound out of the Sega Genesis. It's so synthy, and, and the, the bass is always like real chunky. Um, it lends itself to like funk music and kind of like. Cheesy elevatory
2: jazz music so well, so so oh, yeah. well. And this it's game, that, it's that Yamaha sound chip that's just yes. so good.
3: Yeah, uh, Sega Genesis is where I originally played Earthworm Jim. So yeah,
1: he that guy, he's so groovy. I've heard he's so groovy. <laughs> yeah. the, the the soundtrack by Tommy Tallarico is also also really great. And you know, like
0: this game, I think it was a pretty good pick for <laughs> horror because
1: like it's not, while it's not a scary game, no. everything about it. Screams horror, like, well, first of all, I've never played this game, but I remember seeing the cover art, like, in the store when I was a kid, and it's actually really freaky. Like, he's got like his head inside of his torso. He's got two heads. He's got two heads. It's so crazy. His name is Chuck D Head.
0: He he collects his head as a power up, and he lobs it to kill guys. And your entire game takes place on a set of islands that are made up of a body, essentially. So, like, one stage will take place in, like, the leg. Another <laughs> stage will take place in, like, the liver. Oh, weird. Or in the heart. <laughs> it's a very weird concept for a game. So
1: do you think they call him Chuck D, like... Chuck it, D head because he fool. chucks his head. But, oh, okay. But was, like, like
3: but
2: public enemy Chuck Yeah, public <laughs> enemy. <laughs> I say, they, they actually... Burn, Hollywood Burn.
3: They had to uh, had to pay licensing fees to public enemy. Well, I guess
0: now we're going to see some, you know, some some like ups now where he's got like a backwards cap on or something. <laughs> yeah. Just
1: <There's> some weirdness <laughs> going on there. they the whole the, every stage is a different body part of Flava Flave. <laughs> so the oh, last God. level is retrieving <laughs> <in> the clock. <laughs>
0: but like this game is worth I mean, if you guys haven't tried this yet and you have like that 10 minutes to say I want to get nostalgic later. This is something you definitely want to add to your box of, of wonders because it is ridiculous. It's not a complicated game, so you can kinda of just sit down and yeah, just like, it's click it's buttons one of those around. Straightforward
1: side scrolling type type deals, right?
0: And if you yes, left to right side scroller with a couple of those auto scrolling levels that we love and hate so oh, much. Of course. And if you like this track, there's a lot more wonder just like it, with that same crunch that Rob mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. It's oh my god, I love this game. The joys of Sega Channel, I tell you.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm actually looking at pictures of it right now on, on Google. And uh, it looks like it's got almost it's, it's very colorful for being a horror themed game. It's got almost an adventure island vibe to the visuals. Oh, yeah. For kids. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you know, for kids. So <laughs> so I'm I'm really into like like really chunky and
1: like really fun bass lines in video game music. Um Dan, you're you're a bass player, unless you were lying to me about that.
2: No, oh, I said that.
1: <laughs>
3: Here's the thing.
2: (laughs) I'm not actually a bass player. I just pretend to be on TV. He's he's not even in the band.
3: (laughs) I'm a hologram.
2: He was just carrying
3: stuff. (laughs)
0: That's truly outrageous. But, like, I do want to ask, because this is like another random question that came to mind, and I'm just kind of harping on the horror theme at this point still. So, we talked about monsters and zombies ate my neighbors, but uh, as you guys. Are both classic horror fans? Um, who would you say was your most feared of the classic TV horror villains or movie horror villains?
2: Oh man, I'm. Well, for me, the 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 Geiger or Giger alien, hands down. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you consider that classic, it was '79. But uh, I mean, I I saw that movie when I was eight, and I've watched it you know, probably three dozen times since then. And to this day, I will sometimes get night, like actual fearful nightmares about the creature. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah.
1: They're really scary. They're very um, insect-like. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, you know, in the, the context in the films with how little you can see him and stuff, that all lends, to, you know, lends to the, the fear. But like, even putting that thing, just standing motionless in a brightly lit room, it's just terrifying.
0: Yeah. I could go with that.
2: How about you, Dan?
3: I'm going to agree with Eric. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be your to um, episode. <laughs> I'm going to pass. Actually, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty tough because um, I, uh, I saw a marathon of the first few Nightmare on Elm Street movies in a drive-in.
1: Oh, wow. Cool.
3: And the scene where... Uh, Ray Krueger is in the alleyway and his arms are real long. That always freaked me out real bad.
2: That's the first one, isn't it?
3: I don't remember. It was a drive-in. 30 <laughs> <some> <laughs> years <ago>. well,
2: okay.
3: <laughs> I've seen it since, I don't remember which one it was. Um, but yeah, that stuck with me. And there was a, there was a late night uh, TV movie that I saw one time that freaked me out really bad, and I've been trying to figure out what it is, but the only thing I remember about it was at one point there was a spider, uh, like a tarantula wandering around, yeah. and it was a dead guy, but his head was just a little pile of powder. Weird. And that's, mm. all, that's all I remember about the movie, but it freaked me right out. Mm. And uh, that, yeah, I don't know.
1: Was it in English?
3: Um, I would uh, assume so. It was on just regular. Okay. Yeah, you know, I didn't understand any well, other gonna, languages, as a kid. I'm so.
1: gonna put that out well maybe there's like like uh, subtitles, but I'm gonna put this out to our listeners. If this sounds familiar to you, let us know so that I've we given can some
3: thoughts at describing this on Reddit, but <laughs> that's all I can remember from it was there was the, the like the dead people were like powdery something or other. Yeah, that's, that's it that's all I remember well you mentioned a show
0: that you couldn't quite remember I was crossing my fingers that you were about to say Terror Vision I was going to be like yes someone else remembers <laughs> Terror Vision uh, I don't
2: know. oh that. Uh, oh so fun, yeah, fun so. quick aside about Terror Vision Dan you're <laughs> yeah. going to tell the same story aren't you
3: no I, I knew what the story was going to be before yeah
2: yeah so um, you know, I uh, for years of uh, every Halloween have released a, a compilation of covers of horror music, um, and it's a it's a big group effort with different people each time. And uh, our uh, our band manager uh, Brenna Wilkes is actually running it now. But anyway, um, two years ago, um, Grant, our other guitarist, uh, covered the theme from Terrorvision for yes! that release. oh, cool. Yeah, and uh, got his his wonderful wife to sing on it, and it's awesome. And uh, I don't know if you guys have. Uh, Show notes or anything, but uh, I can I can toss you the link to the YouTube oh, uh, YouTube vid. That would yeah, be if great. You guys have
3: internet; you should check it out.
2: Okay. Because
0: yeah. <laughs> I want to say, like, my the scariest villain I can think of—well, scary as in like the concept, not the actual character—is probably Freddy Krueger, specifically because of how he gets you.
1: Yeah,
0: that always kind of freaked me out by virtue of the fact that you really have no control over sleep. You have to sleep. You can't outrun it. You can't hide from it. You can't drink it away. You have to go to sleep. Though the TerraVision thought was kind of one that sticks in my head a lot as a kid, as an adult now because there was this one scene where this guy's walking through the house and the TV starts talking to him. like There's like a mouth on the TV. He's like, hey, come here for a minute. And the guy walks to the TV and the TV's talking with this moving mouth. And I can't remember why the guy does it, but he puts his finger up to the TV like, to test to see if it's real. And it bites his finger and starts eating him into the TV. Oh, my God. And ah, then once no. he consumes him, he burps, and his <laughs> guts spew all throughout the living room. Oh, it, my God. It stuck with me. I saw that when I was like six, and I never got it out of my head. <laughs> it's
1: always the stuff you watch when you're younger that really gets you. It was so impressionable. For me, it was um, It. I saw It like on, like a, oh. on a TV. Georgie. It was, uh, oh, man, that freaked me out so bad. And it turned into that the,
2: the tarantula at the end. Yes. Whoa, um, spoiler, man. It only came oh out in geez. 94.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's care. a joke. I care not for joke?
1: spoilers. Well, let's, keep the, uh, let's keep the music rolling. Um, Pernell, what's your first pick? Well,
0: I'm going to go with... As he says I picked more tracks than this episode has. Give <laughs> yeah. me A or B. A. Okay. Definitely A. In that case, then, <laughs> I am going to go with... This guy has a lot of A's in it. So, Amnesia, The Dark Descent, and the track titles Ambiance 3 and 4. Essentially, we just meshed them together. And it was composed by Miko Tarmia. Mm Well, that was Ambiance three and four from Amnesia: The Dark Descent, composed by Miko Tarmia. I gotta say that played out better in my head than it did on <laughs> the actual output. It's
1: very uh, a haunted house.
0: Like the reason why I wanted to go with that track is because when you think of horror, in a sense, it's not always necessarily about jamming beats. It's also about the actual audio atmosphere that's being created for your exploration or your adventure. And I feel as though Amnesia did a ridiculously good job of setting the stage for how scared you're going to ultimately be throughout the game. Even safe zones don't always feel all that safe and the music is a large part of why that is. Mm. Um, In the case of this, this plays out during some of the random exploration zones in the game. And the majority of the game's scares come in this form of your own paranoia as you're walking around you kind of hallucinate at certain moments and see things that aren't actually there or the environment can
1: warp is this the one that i watched you play for a while actually yeah this is the very first review i did I, i really love the idea of like the game changing your perception and like kind of playing with you my problem with that is that these games are in the first person perspective and i just get super sick yeah, that would be torturous for
0: me. I couldn't. I'd be sad if that happened to me because uh, I,
1: I love the thought. But I know, and I know this isn't. I'm not alone with this. But maybe it's more common with classic gamers. Do you guys have any issues with that, like getting um, uh, motion sickness through like playing like first person games? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'll,
3: gotten worse the older I've gotten. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, I wanted to play The Witness. I was really excited to play The Witness, and um, I got. Through a few puzzles, and then there's sections where you have to like look at one part of the world, turn around, look at another part of the world, and kind of go back and forth and compare them and The more I kept turning back and forth, the more I realized I was getting really, really just feeling horrible and um it was bad it was pretty bad, and I'm sad because i like I like puzzle games and um You know, I'm not not a young man anymore.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Time (laughs) for changing. Uh, uh Struggle is real.
2: I'd I'd like to say it's uh, just a generational thing, but like I, you know, I I do fine with them, but I've got a buddy that's my same age that just can't do them. So uh, who knows? I I used
3: to be fine with it. I mean, if Half-Life 3 came out today, (laughs) um, I'm afraid I wouldn't be able to play it. Yeah. I mean i would but
1: <laughs> you'd have a dark bag ready like yeah. I, I remember when doom like the first doom came out like i was just all about that that and um and wolfenstein but i mean those weren't like i guess full full 3d but man, i would just play through those as quickly as i could
0: yeah so you guys got me thinking about something else too because you said you know you get sick from
1: motion sickness and things of that nature from these games i also get sick from uh viruses from eating too much cheese. Or not enough cheese. Or not enough cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so like... And whiskey. Go
0: on. No, nah, you can never drink <laughs> too much whiskey. Come on. Not enough stuff. whiskey? Not enough. I kid, but I don't, and yet I do. Um, so <laughs> when, you, when I think about getting sick in games, it's kind of funny. Like, I don't think I've gotten motion sick per se. The Who knows? But I feel like I've definitely gotten sick from playing a game for just too long. Like, mm. you get that dehydrated
1: brain I call it <laughs> or um, just dehydrated body because of a marathon session
0: also possible but I feel like I had enough Kool-Aid to tide me over Wait, where's your where's your where's your mountain duo and your gamer fuel oh this is well before mountain gamer fuel buddy this was the old days like uh, I would say the first time it happened to me was playing Mega Man 1 nice. uh, I played it to the point where assy got violently sick and pretty much had to turn the game off at Dr. Wiley Castle 1 and just kind of lie there and wonder why I got to that state in the mm-hmm. first place. Um, that's
3: that's not what they mean by going to the doctor, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Wrong doctor. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cybernetic implants, it happened. But, yeah, like I think back that now. Like, every once in a blue moon, I'll even still hit that wall where I'm just playing a game to the point where I just get nauseous and I don't know how it happened, but it's already too late by that point. Ugh.
3: It's called being old.
2: Yeah, I
0: don't want to think
3: about it. Yeah. It's I mean, called
2: not having the heart of a champion is what it's called. Oh no! through. Ow,
1: yeah.
0: it cuts deep.
2: It's called not being a
1: real gamer. <gasps> <for
0: now.
3: laughs>
0: I'm gonna make a wish to my fairy godmother tonight. <laughs> you know, yeah,
3: want to be a real my son gamer. has been begging for uh, VR, Oculus Rift, something like that, and I'm 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 down with the idea, but um it also I, I don't want to have that be the thing that tips me over the edge and I, like you know, I have to go to the hospital because of um, <laughs> yeah. VR.
1: You know, I'm, I'm still skeptical on the VR mainly because of like the nausea thing, but I saw a, um, a video of someone uh, they, they, it was like a, a tech demo of a, of a rhythm game. Where they had like lightsabers and, and, and like blocks would come at them. Yes,
3: I've seen that. I nice. saw that. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. that
1: looks like fun. They hit they 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 hit the lightsabers and the blocks to the music. I'm like, that looks awesome to me because I like rhythm games and I like moving my body on rhythm games, and that sounds pretty cool. That looks difficult as all get out. Well, I'm there. sure, but you get a good arm workout, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: but like, I would definitely try to play it. I would fail
1: miserably at it, but, yeah, but I'd you, try and have fun at the same time. But you, you need a lot of room in your house because you would just knock everything over. Oh, no, <laughs> it's part of the fun.
0: Over. It's like I just get one, a bunch of like fine china and lay it all around the living it's room. room like like a starts, play, it's like a pinata in your house. expert
1: mode. Yeah. Uh,
3: they had an iteration of the uh, Oculus Rift at, the, um, at PAX one year. I think this was pre-Facebook or whatever, but um, I, I played that and... Didn't die. Good. So, <laughs> so maybe, I was maybe. pretty happy about
1: that. So there's hope for me. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: All right, so I'm going to bring this uh, last track down, and we're going to come into the part of the show we like to call the bonus round. Bonus <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the, <horror. laughs> the bonus round is the part of the show where we play um, covers and remixes and arrangements based on our theme. And when we have... Awesome musical guests on the show. We like to showcase their music. While my dog steps on everything Pranel brought into the room. <laughs> All for the sake That's of love. crazy. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, what's the first track that you brought for us?
2: Is it, I, I don't know which <laughs> one we're talking
1: about now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's actually talking for the sake of the record. <laughs> for, the, for the sake of the podcast, why don't you introduce your first track? <laughs> okay. If, if you don't mind.
2: Well, uh, my understanding is we just have one track now. All right. So that track <laughs> <This> <laughs> is, is, a, this is it's, it's a cover of um, the uh, level one music from Ghosts and Goblins, and it's called Surfside Graveyard. All right.
1: Well, we're going to give it a listen and then we're going to discuss it and then we're going to give you a grade on your radio performance.
2: I'm giving him an A already. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm I'm shooting for a C average. No, no, no. (laughs) You're you're doing way
1: better. He's passing. He's passing.
0: I'm laughing. This is A-plus material.
2: (laughs)
1: Awesome guys, thank you so much. That was Surfside Graveyard from Ghost and Goblins, correct? Um, and uh, you're crediting uh, as Viking Guitar on this track, is that right?
2: Uh, Viking Guitar live. Um, Viking this Guitar was live. Uh, recorded with the full five-person band, and that's what we go by for that. That's awesome. That
1: was so good. I I I, I, can't, I can't believe I was expecting almost more of like a like a, a grungier like surf kind of vibe from that, but it ended up just being more on that like that chill. Chill kind of like sixties kind of sound and it and it worked so well with that tune.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I'm happy with it. I
0: like it. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was freaking awesome. And I think it's amazing that uh, I was mentioning on the off record that you played this live at Magfest, and I thought it was awesome by the fact that when you pulled this when you guys pulled this track out, no one saw it coming. Because, you know, again, you guys are generally pretty hard metal. And he's like we're going to play a different track for you guys see how it goes and all of a sudden this like ridiculously superb surf rock track just <laughs> just blasts out of the speakers. It was an immaculate display of wonder. It was a good play.
1: Oh,
2: immaculate display. Well, thank oh. you. We uh we we aim for Immaculate displays of wonder, and rarely <laughs> attained them. So this is good
1: to hear. You guys like have that, like, like on a post-it note, like attached, to, like one of your amps. You pick it up, like, all right, we're getting ready for the show. What's on the first set list?
2: Oh, immaculate display of wonder. Um, we're gonna open with this. Yeah, <laughs> Why that's, not? Those, those, are the highlights of the set. as we play surf rock, and then Dan eats like twelve limes on stage, or something.
3: <laughs> that's that's actually what we do in our huddle before the stage goes. Immaculate display.
2: <laughs> Break. It's like a Sailor Moon transition. Oh. Immaculate
1: display. Live up. What's that
2: Dragon Ball thing
1: where like the, the power dance where like <laughs> they dance around? That's pretty good.
0: <laughs> but yeah, this is I I thought this was a good track. I like the fact that uh, it definitely contains both the surf rock vibe that you were shooting for, mm. but it also still contains the essence of ghosts and goblins. So I could almost picture zombies partying to this
2: well i hope so i mean that's that's all any of us are anymore right oh, okay I, I want to say
3: this i want to say this um i've been waiting for this um i'm a i'm an, I'm an arcade guy from way back and oh, yeah. i don't think there's any better piece of music than the intro to ghosts and goblins um when you're in an arcade i can pick it out across a arcade with you know 80s music <laughs> player and every uh, other arcade that but just the low end just oh love it
0: now we talking like the intro is like when they first reveal the map or when red armor comes and takes the princess away
3: yeah when he comes and takes the
2: princess away and then the suffering begins
3: yeah that uh that run leading into that just Oh, yes, because that's the stuff right there. I love
2: that. It gets you hyped, yeah, so,
3: right? Surprisingly, our, our bass
2: yeah, <laughs> player is talking about the low end of an arcade cab, which should <laughs> come as no surprise <laughs> to it's anyone.
1: Woo, so <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, that was awesome. Yeah, woo. Oh, man. Oh, who's next? Oh, is it band? band's leaving the oh, band's leading the stage. Dude. Oh, there's a DJ coming up. What's he going to play? DJ VGM. He's going to Oh, whoa! Woo! All right, he's playing some Splatterhouse from the TurboGrafx-16. Yeah! Woo! Woo! I hope he plays a womb intro. That song is the jam. Awesome. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Now he's going to play some tunes from uh, Silent Hill, Homecoming. This one's called Scarlet. Yeah! Woo!
0: heads. Oh, jeez oh, I gotta get out of here. You gotta
1: clear my head for a minute. What's, what's behind this door over here? Oh, oh, cool. Oh, there's people talking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop here and listen. Okay, I want to thank you for joining us on Rhythm and Pixels, episode 12-8. Our, our focus, our look on horror games and horror music from video horror video games <laughs> with um, Eric and Dan from uh, Viking Guitar Live. I want to thank you again for, for joining us and just having fun.
3: Hey, Dave. thank you.
2: Yeah, it's been great to be here and I'm always happy to talk about horror stuff.
0: Yeah. I see. That's a good. I'm actually glad that you were willing to because I can say that. For as much as I like scary games horror is kind of a weak point for me because uh, I don't get a lot of exposure to watching films I'm not big on doing it alone I like to be in that atmosphere where other people are there getting scared with me yeah you know that- scary
1: movies are, are a good shared experience mm-hmm. um, because I'm, I'm I am a scaredy cat personally. <laughs> and I like I don't like to be alone <laughs>
2: well, really. well when you're watching a horror movie alone I mean isn't the fear that you're actually not alone oh, that is oh. true
0: but then it's it does, like if you got that other person you're like looking over it's like
1: are what, you ma- scared yet no it makes it fun especially um, my wife is, a, is like she's a jumper during these like, like jump scares like she'll like, <laughs> shout in the middle of the theater and it's, it's fun I like that and it helps it helps <laughs> it makes me laugh yeah <laughs> um so do you guys have anything you wanted to um anything you wanted to plug or like you have any new projects or maybe any uh, new gigs coming up
2: uh dan if you don't mind i'd like to close out this part so do you have anything first
3: i don't i will defer to you as i have the entire time
2: <laughs> <laughs> wolfman plus one
3: whatever eric is about to say i agree with him
2: we have a very very strict hierarchy in Viking Guitar Live here. Um, but no, um, we uh, we have a new album out called Warpath uh, that you can get on Bandcamp. It's mm-hmm. vikingguitar.bandcamp.com And um, Dan uh, does a number of uh, musical things on his own. If you go to yesmayhem y-e-s-m-a-h-e-m uh, .bandcamp.com you can get some of his original stuff. And um, yeah, the rest of the guys have bunch of stuff too um you know mega beardo is one of our guitarists beardomusic.bandcamp.com and Stemage of metroid metal um at Stemage.stemage.bandcamp.com. s-t-e-m-a-g-e.bandcamp.com and our drummer has uh, stuff of his own he did a full doom metal album covering the music from doom oh, which wow. is apropos and uh <laughs> i think that's evil lemur.bandcamp.com um so you can go check that out too um but otherwise, just, yeah, thank you guys for uh, everyone that's come out and seen us perform. And we don't have anything else scheduled right now uh, in terms of shows, but we will. And uh, we'll update uh, our Facebook and all that at the time. But um, I got to I gotta say the thing I say at the end of every show and uh, performance and radio show and stuff, which is just, you guys are awesome, and thank you for listening, and keep the world keep metal. Keep the world metal. Yep. <laughs> See, I know what you're going to say. Love it. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. and there it is he truly and truly
0: brought is. in the plus one on that one <laughs> he prices righted you
1: well um if you want to get in contact with the show um, why don't you reach to us by email rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com and if you want more information about the show and a full track listing and access to all of the episodes uh, why don't you check out the website rhythmandpixels.com and you can find us on all of the uh um uh, social media sites instagram and twitter and facebook it's all rhythm and pixels all one word um, if you like the show a lot and you want to help support us one of the best things you can do is to um, like or subscribe the show on whatever you're listening to if it's itunes or stitcher or anything like that um if you if you like to support us even further um go to patreon.com rhythmandpixels and pixels and there um, there's bonus content for you there in the form of video game music mixtapes Um, And just other little things that we're giving out to you guys. And we like to give you shout outs at the end of every show. So we want to thank our Patreon subscribers, Alex, the messenger, number one fan, super fan of all uh, things, video game music podcasts. We adore you. Um, Carlos Morton Gangso, Henrik Anderson, Michael Bridgewater of the Forever Sound version podcast, Brian Pitt chris murray Hi-o. and david smith thank you all so much for your continued patronage it is so helpful it's helping keep uh, the files stored in their file shares and our domain up and the website running and the viruses away from pernell and rob away from his car i'm just make, I'm making a i don't know how today. that last one works <laughs> exactly but i wish money was keeping me away from michael car. Right, well, <laughs> i want to give one final thank you to uh dan and eric from viking guitar live thanks for joining us tonight
2: Hey, thank you guys thank for you. having us. Yep, it Great was time. a
1: pleasure, guys. Like I'm, this was a st- absolute pleasure. Um, <laughs> never trust the
3: Dan. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Wise words. <laughs>
1: You've been listening to the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. My name is Rob Nichols, and I'm Pernell. Thank you, and have a safe week. We'll see you next time. And remember, God, this is
0: weird. Um, so essentially. Scary things, well, life has tons of things worth fearing. That's one thing I can't deny. But fear can also make just as much of a motivator as it does a deterrent. Uh, don't necessarily shy away from challenges and potentially spooky things simply because the fact that it scares you. Use it to motivate you and empower you. You never know. Something that seems big on the outside may ultimately end up being rather tiny and dwarven and actually when yes, you have to come across it and then stomp it down make life more of a Chucky than a Freddy (laughs) and that is pretty much it